Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. No truer words have ever been spoken. Or ever uttered. <laughs> or ever uttered. Good afternoon. Joke? <laughs> Harry Alexander went uh, bunker to France and Todd Roberts in Los yep. Angeles. Howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy. Well, this is Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, and today we're going to do something just a little bit different here. And what that is, is... We are? Yes, we are. What this, are we doing? This. We're going to do the show so... That's right. We are doing a show today on the Arizona Rangers. Uh, you know, maybe as 26 men from the uh, popular television series uh, 57 uh, with uh, Tris Coffin and Kilo uh, um, Henderson. Henderson. Yeah. And uh, that thing was. Uh, um, you know what was strange? Yes. While that was playing, I looked over at our guest, who was an Arizona Ranger, and he was starting to tear up. <laughs> Steve Utter, welcome. Thank you, sir. Thank you for being with us. Uh, Steve is uh, an Arizona Ranger. He's also uh, the historian for the Tucson Company. That's all. And uh, an all-around good guy. Well, thank you. I don't know about the last part. Well, we, we barely know. Well, we just That's right. Uh, <laughs> Nobody's been hurt yet. Well, That's true. <laughs> Although we've been threatened. <laughs> we have. We have. Um, so this program is going to be about uh, the Arizona Rangers, uh, the 26 men. Um, and uh, we need to go back into history before the 26 men came about. The Arizona Rangers were established in the 1860s. Oh, those are the Confederate Rangers. They are, but they're still Rangers, nonetheless. They, everybody, they everybody counts them as that, yes. Yeah. I don't count them as that. I count you, the original originals. There's... there's, there's Disagreements in some areas. Well, you know, if you get because if you get like that, then you can start counting the park rangers. No, no, know. no, no. Well, forest rangers. Forest rangers. No, yeah. no. Well, Come no, on, everybody no. knows the difference between <laughs> a park ranger and a forest ranger. Well, no, no, because the original rangers in Arizona were established by Teddy Roosevelt and a lot of ex Rough Riders, and they were there for law enforcement. They weren't there to protect game. That was part of it, but the main reason was. Law enforcement. Well, they were to keep down the rustling and the stage robberies and train and the robberies. Poaching. Yeah, everything like that. They they would uh, Mexic the people would come across the border from Mexico, rustle horses, cattle, take them back across the line. And that was a that was kind of an occupational side for both sides. Yes. yes. So so Steve, uh, let's do a little history on you. Why? Uh, uh, how long? How long have you been with the, the Arizona Rangers? Uh, Six and a half years now. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I I was in the army for twenty two. Who? Uh, then I was in prison. <laughs> for Sixteen. The brig. I graduated. No, I, I was a correctional officer up at uh, Florence. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, I was up there for seven years. Then I came down to Tucson and I was uh, a CO three and a CO four, which is programs officers. Uh huh. In the uh, in the prison there on Wilmot. There's a lot of history in that Florence. Oh, yeah, there is. Uh, and um, Tom Reining yeah. was the first yeah. warden yeah. at uh, Florence. He built the prison with the inmate labor. Yeah. So That's that, the best labor. It is. It's cheap. Well, they, they, <laughs> they used to get what they called copper time. Yeah. They'd get uh, three for one. Yeah. And uh, get them out early. If they worked hard and did a good job, and you, you look at their work, it's you know it's better than some of the work today, because it's still there. You know when they they went to they brought the feds in to look at the building once it had been built, and they said, well, what do you what do you think it's worth? And um, they said, oh, about a million and a half. Yeah. And uh, the warden said, well, we we built it for uh, I think it was two hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah. The inmate labor, and it's still there. Yeah. Central unit. Without OSHA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Without OSHA. I love it. So uh, then let's go back to the modern history of of, uh, of the Arizona Rangers, created in 1901. Mm -hmm. 
August of 1901 uh, was when the uh, legislation went through. The 21st of uh, July was when Mossman was appointed. And then he started, as soon as uh, the the passage of the bill, uh, he started hiring rangers. And at first there was only an authorized one captain, one sergeant, and 12 men. So it was only 14 people. How did they think they were going to be able to enforce the laws of the territory with 14 people? Obviously, other law enforcement would be available, you would, one would think, but let's put ourselves back into 19-1 times. Well, the, the basic thing was they were statewide. The Arizona Rangers were the first statewide mm-hmm. uh, law enforcement. And so they could go anywhere and do anything, uh, which got them... A lot of dislike from people like sheriffs and deputies and things like that. Interesting. Well, you know, if you think about it, in a, in a way, they were like the Pinkertons or Wells Fargo detectives or railroad detectives. Small force, but very mobile and not tied down to one spot. So if there was a problem, they could move to it. Oh, yeah. They, they were also had a deal um, with the railroad that they could put their horses on a, on a train and they would move them quickly across yeah. the state to get them to where they mm-hmm. to be. So that was, that was a good Probably thing. faster than they can today. Oh, yeah. What was the pay? Um, yeah, I think it was 125 for a captain. Well, yeah, 75 for a sergeant. Yeah. 50, 50 for, 50 for the range. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Captain was 120 a month. Sergeant was 75. And the privates got 55. And they also got a dollar a day, I think, for feeding themselves and their horse. Which, that brings up the question now. Uh, how much of their equipment were was provided for them, and how much did they have to provide? Oh, no, none of it was provided. They had to provide their own tack, their own uh, livestock. Uh, they were required to have a, uh, a an army single-action uh, 45 caliber pistol. Wow. And a rifle. And they used the rifle that also used the same, it used the same round as a Craig, the, uh, the box, mm-hmm. the box-fed mm-hmm. Craig. Mm-hmm. Because they could get, uh, they could get free ammo. Yeah, 45. cheap ammo from 45, the Army. 4570? Is that right? Uh, Is that right, I Todd? I think 30. 40, 4570 <clears throat> was often uh, around, it was especially used in the cavalry. Um, but I would imagine that that rangers were using in their lever actions. If they weren't, if they were carrying forty four, they would then carry forty four in their rifle, mm-hmm. um, or they were carrying thirty odd six, or thirty thirty, or thirty eight fifty fives. Yeah, I think the, I think the rifle was a thirty forty three, thirty caliber forty three grain. Interesting. Wow. Thirty forty three. I think it was that, or forty four. I, you know, okay. I, I'm not good with numbers. Because, <laughs> okay, well, there you go. I have a, I have a Winchester. Uh, it's a commemorative. It's only a decade, maybe two decades old, and it's a thirty eight fifty five. And all of those Winchester uh, commemoratives. Uh, whether it's John Wayne, Crazy Horses, the one I have, or Texas Rangers, or any of the other commemoratives, uh, Sitting Bull, uh, or the Wyatt Earp. I mean, uh, every one I've ever come across was thirty-eight fifty-five. And I said to a guy who had the largest collection I've ever seen, he'd take it to all the gun shows, and he'd just put it out there, and people would constantly beleaguer him to try to buy them. And he had a huge sign. Said, these rifles are not for sale, uh, display only. And I started talking to him, and I said, "Why did they come out with a thirty-eight forty-five? I've never heard of a thirty-eight fifty-five until uh, I came. I, I saw your display, and he said because it was a extremely popular round uh, for lever action in the old west. And I said, "Okay, I never heard that then. I never heard it since, but." He was the aficionado on him, okay. and that's what he said. So there you have it. There I do go. have a question for the for for um, uh, what is the rank of our ranger on the show today? Uh, ranger, 
Sergeant. 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 He's a sergeant. Sergeant. Well, yeah, but he's right. very modest. He doesn't wear it on his sleeve. Well, Bunker. I, don't, I don't need the, to. People either not, know or they don't know or don't care. Yeah. <laughs> sergeant, you'll have to excuse us. We're doing the show on no alcohol, <laughs> so this is a little different than normal. Yeah, I thought wow. he, I thought he was. A, I thought he was a general. You know. Well, so yeah, admiral. see, that's this is where it leads every time. Every time. But sergeant, is where do we go to? But, I mean, do the Rangers have a, I know it sounds silly, and excuse me for lack of a better word, but do they have a bookstore or a uh, annex that we can buy stuff to support the Rangers? T-shirts, books, uh, bumper stickers, there refrigerator magnets, You so can on. go to Amazon.com and sign up for their uh, Smiles program and donate it directly to us, I do believe. Okay. We are a 501c3, so we are a nonprofit. Well, I, I love a great T-shirt or a book. Well, I so. would. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll bring you some next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, then. Uh, another we, re- another reason we, for you to come to Tucson, Todd. Yes, Todd, and, and they have a yeah. museum here. Is it open yes. now? Well, the yes. museum is in Nogales. Oh, that's and right. Yeah, right, right now everything yeah. is closed. Yeah, everybody right. figured. Yeah, sealed up like a, I'm trying to get in there because I have to try to finish my book, yeah. uh, and. I, uh, the the lady who runs it is uh, Major uh, Nita Cohonen, and she uh, is very tied up with her time. She can't, doesn't have a lot of time to get down there. Mm. So I've got at least one more trip to get down there to finish getting uh, the necessary. Well, tell us about your book. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'm, I started uh, as a, I was a public information officer uh, about four years ago. I volunteered for the position because nobody else would. And so they... Um, I became interested in the books. I started reading them, and then I said, well, there's a lot of information that isn't included. Like, who were these guys? Yeah. And so I became fascinated with uh, with who they were, where they were, what they did. Their background. Before and after the Rangers. Yeah. And, and uh, where they're buried. And right now, some of the other Rangers are helping me uh, put a map together, because I'm not all that computer literate. But uh, to, so you could go on the map and you could pull up a ranger and it would tell you where he's buried, mm-hmm. give you the grid coordinates. There were still rangers living in the 50s, weren't there? Oh, yes, sir. There were uh, six or seven still living. And, uh, in fact, they're the ones that helped reestablish the rangers yeah. today. That's great. I'm glad you did. So back, back when the legislature authorized everybody, how— it got up to twenty six, and oh, that was that was two years after they were arraigned. Oh, I see. Because it was only thirteen or fourteen, 14 to, 13, yeah, 13 to start, yeah. And the captain. and so then they doubled that uh, when Reining came on. Okay, and, and so that was a political move, or everything's what, political. Well, yeah, of yeah, course, everything <laughs> and efficiency, good, bad, and different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the Rangers were very instrumental in assisting Arizona with getting to statehood. Absolutely. Yeah, they, without them, it may not have happened. Oh, no, it wouldn't or have not happened. for a long time. Uh, it would have been very, very difficult because uh, as California became more civilized, all the, the bad guys came on over. Yeah. And as they, Texas was being uh, civilized by the Texas Rangers, they were coming into the Arizona and New Mexico territories. Yeah, except for El Paso, New Mexico, and Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Did the Rangers have uh, jurisdiction in New Mexico territory? No, they had agreements with the with the sheriffs and mm-hmm. the deputies there, but they had no real authority. In fact, some cases were lost because they couldn't decide just where the person had been arrested. Early IGAs. Yeah, where he <laughs> was he in New Mexico when you got him, or was he in Arizona? They didn't know. Turf I disputes. Know. I love it. <laughs> just hey, nothing changes. Oh no, no. <laughs> We're talking with uh, Steve Utter, Sergeant, uh, Arizona Rangers, and uh, that is the topic of our program for today, is uh, the 26 men. And we're going to talk more with Steve uh, about that and much more here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, right after these very important messages. Do not, I repeat, do not run away. Don't touch that dog. 
Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and a hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient, and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honorveterans to find out how you can help. Watch classic Western movies anytime at voicesofthewest.net. to Emil Franzi's The Voices of the West. Harry Alexander with you, Bunker to France, and Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. Our guest is uh, Sergeant Steve Utter. He's a member of the Arizona Rangers. We are talking about the Arizona Rangers, of course, and uh, the history of the organization. Uh, and, and you know why we're doing this? Because the Texas Rangers get all the press. That's right. By golly, we are... We're tired of that. Oh, they got Walker, that's why. Well, and we want something now. Well, you know, the follow-up <laughs> on where we left off about working with the Mexican government. Uh, where we got here? I got it here. Okay. Some rangers were commissioned by General Luis Torres, commander of Northern District, and also they had good relations with Colonel Emilio Karaski, sounds like a Russian, commander of Mexican Custom Forces. Kostolinsky, I think. was Kostolinsky. Yeah. He was uh, instrumental in helping us do a lot of things uh, going over there. He even uh, uh, commissioned each of the uh, captains mm-hmm. as uh, Mexican federales so they could come over, scoop up people. Was that over. reciprocal? Yeah, I think they could come yeah, over. They, they, they would you. come over and, uh, and help bring back uh, stray people from. So the business of law enforcement back then, totally different than the way it is now especially with all of the the nifty communications goodies that everybody has. But I guess it's really not that much different. You look for the bad guy, you catch the bad guy, and put him away. <laughs> well, you have to know what they look like. Yeah, yeah. So a poster but, has to be made. Up. But in terms of, uh, I, I think the show 26 Men was based in Nogales, if I'm not mistaken. I, I seem to remember... Something about that. Do you know Bunker for sure? No, I don't. It Todd, seemed to Todd, me like know? they were all over the state. Well, I know, but, but the, the southern part of the state the base, primarily. The base was I, Nogales, I thought. I think so. I, I'm not completely positive. 
So I think it was. Is that why that there would be a museum down in Nogales? Well, the reason we have a museum in Nogales is we get free space. Oh, <laughs> well, that helps. Well, they don't. Helps. They don't charge us rent. There's air conditioning. There's yeah. heat in the winter. We like that. Uh, there's a vault that we can store things in that uh, people can't get into to steal. Yeah. Okay. So uh, and it's in the old courthouse there, which is a gorgeous oh, building. That's a yeah, yeah. They've been renovating that since 1982. So you know, just just a little background on the TV show that was shot up at Tudia City out between Apache Junction yeah. and Phoenix, and that was that was uh, what's Lucky's name? Russell Hayden. Russell Hayden was, was his studio. Yeah. He was one of the producers of the show, and he co-wrote the song. The theme song, 26 Men. So, uh, But in terms of law enforcement back then, um, in order to get some, anything going, uh, the, telegrams, uh, the telegram Telegraph. really helped a lot. Yes. I don't know how many phones were in service in Arizona at that time. Towards the end, they had a phone in the uh, headquarters in uh, NACO. So how quickly could rangers respond to an event? It would take them, uh, well, when there was, a, there was an incident in Globe, and uh, the governor asked them to, to get up there as quick as possible. And so the origin, they rode up, and it took most of them two days to get there. But uh, they got there, and they quelled the uh, little argument. You know, it was a show of force. Mining disturbance, was wasn't it? With yes. The mines? Yes. Yeah. They quelled disturbances in Bisbee like that, too. Bisbee, <laughs> uh, I want to say the, what's the one on the other side of the border? Canadaia. Catania, yeah. yes, and uh, there was lots of stuff that went on down there, mm-hmm. back and forth across. Well, let's talk a little bit about Burton Mossman. He was the first captain, right? Yes, sir. Burton, and his nickname was Cap, being the first captain. Yeah. He, uh, he, I don't know if he wrote the book or he talked to the person about it, but he, there's a book called uh, uh, Captain Mossman. The last, see, I could have brought it with me. But I, uh... Well, you know, the interesting part of his background uh, was that he was the manager of the Aztec Land and Cattle Company, mm-hmm. which was a two million acre ranch. Called the, hashtag. the hash knife. Yeah. Hash knife, yes. Yeah. Hash knife. Hashtag, oh, okay. yeah. Hash, hashtag. <laughs> hash knife. Get those things in your head and they can't get them he out. He was also a rough rider as well, like a lot of the others. Well, not a lot of them. Some of them. Seven. Seven of them. There were only seven ru- the actual Rough Riders. And a lot of them uh, had problems, you know, PTSD and things yeah. like that. Uh, what's his name? Warford was uh, one of the Rough Riders. He had been wounded in the war. He was shot in one leg, and it went up into his abdomen, and then came out his other leg. Wow. Mm. <laughs> wow. That, shows, that shows you about uh, the... The loads and some of those tumbling dice there, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he uh, he was also the most tattooed uh, rough rider. Really, he was tattooed from his neck all the way. To, it looked like it looked like, like prison tat sleeves. Yeah, tattooed all up and down his legs, all the way up to his neck. Now there's oh, an interesting topic. That is that is. That's <laughs> they 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 had an article on him in the VFW magazine. Yeah, uh, several years back. I just I just wonder now with. When and where and the story behind, because most of those guys back then, when they got a tattoo, was a story behind it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his story well, was. Not like that one on well, the wall. He, <laughs> he just liked tattoos, I guess. I don't know. I, the the <laughs> story. Like, he liked the needles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't we all? Yeah, fun times. Wow. <laughs> he was, uh, let's see if I can drag a picture out here. Ah. Well, while we're looking him up. Let's see here. Well, we also then our second captain was Thomas Rining. Rining, yes, sir. Yeah. And he's the one who is the focus of the television series 26 Men. Uh, he was uh, 8th Cavalry with General Miles, also a Rough Rider. He resigned in uh, March 20 of 07. That's, uh, he also eight. captured, he also had Billy the Kid. He captured Billy the Kid. He did. And he uh, said to him, am I going to have any trouble? Or are you going to oh, be oh, nice? Oh, interesting. And Billy said, oh, 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 oh I'll, I'll, I'll be nice. 
He said, because, you know, oh my if I put the cuffs on you, it's going to be hard for you to <laughs> God, eat, I, your, eat your beans and yeah. drink your coffee. Yeah. God, so I wish we had TV here. This picture of the rough right of the yeah. tattooed. That's pretty incredible. That's he, incredible. He looks like a circus. Yeah, it does. Circus so what, what Tell happened? us about it. Well, wait a second. What happened, Todd? I'm sorry. So he, 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 he. He he didn't handcuff him, and he had him for the night, and then he turned him over. Mm-hmm. He turned him over to uh, uh, a sheriff in New Mexico somewhere, and and you know he went. He didn't go past the border of Arizona New Mexico, but he had him in his. He had him, and he said, "You know, he he was a perfectly uh, pleasant fella." <laughs> you oh, know, so everybody it, loved Billy. You know, it's just a very interesting commentary. Uh, Reining was a, a very, very interesting guy. He wrote a very good book called Gun Notches. You have that book, don't you, Todd? I surely do. <laughs> and I surely do. So, and, so does Mr. Rutter. Yes. Uh, Sergeant Rutter. Uh, if I... If I had been smart, I would have bought all eight copies hardback <laughs> when I was at the gun show, and the guy was there selling them. Mm. And uh, I said, oh, what's this? And he's like, well, this is uh, the most famous uh, uh, Texas uh, Arizona Ranger of all time, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, how, 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 uh, how famous could he be if I've never heard of him? And he said to me, he goes, can you name any other Rangers? And I said, no. And he said, exactly my point. Uh, and uh, he had them there, and I only bought one or two copies. And uh, I wish I'd have bought more of them, because I forget trying to pay high dollar for them. They're just not out there. No, You cannot find them. No. If you, if you go to Amazon.com, you can find them. Are they reprints? Okay. I've, I've got two copies from Amazon. I also got copies of uh, uh, Mossman's book, uh, Bill O'Neill's book is much newer. I've got it down here. That's Weaver. Yeah. But are but your copies it? hardback or paperback? Hardback. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I, w- I was searching for. Uh, I don't want no stinking paperbacks. By the way, there are no Arizona Ranger T-shirts. Uh, Harry's wearing one. Well, that's the one from True West. Oh. Okay. And and I do not. <laughs> I've got pictures of the guys, a lot of them, and I don't recognize any of those. Like you said, they're probably firemen. <laughs> yeah, two of them are firemen because they've got the the bib yeah. shirt with oh, and number, number two, two on yeah. it. The second, yeah. And, and, well, they, some of those guys probably did double duty, like volunteer fire department. Yeah. yeah, they were limited though on what they could oh, do yeah, extracurricular. They? Yeah, because oh. the captains were very particular. So it was almost like a military organization, wasn't it? It was set up with the distinction of being exactly like the military as much as possible. Mm-hmm. That was well, it, what the way the, the establishing well, document said. It was a territorial government unit. Uh, yes, the governors, uh, they were sworn in and uh, commissioned by the, uh, the governor, yeah. So, so with the, um, obviously the books... Is Bill O'Neill, I haven't read Bill O'Neill's book, but is, is it pretty accurate? Uh, with, was he, uh, oh, he did a great job. Yeah. Uh, the, his book about Wheeler is excellent, and it tied together some things that I couldn't really figure out. Uh, there was one guy named Heflin, and uh, I couldn't find him anywhere. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I've done the uh, the, genet- geolog- you know, the, the, gene- the genealogy. Genealogy, yeah, yeah. and he was nowhere. That's because he wasn't real. His name was uh, fake because he had been brought into the Rangers so that he could be a snitch. Ah. And uh, he, um, he did that to get a reduced sentence. Sure. Like they do today. Yeah, you know, right, he, right. Which guy was that? Heflin. Oh, okay. And that was with uh, Styles or something like that? Uh, Styles and Ar- uh, Alvord and Styles were a different thing, but they were the same. Yeah. They were both bought in. Uh, Alvord was never given uh, a position as a ranger. Yeah. Styles was. I don't know why he made the distinction, but uh, Mossman didn't trust either of them. Well, the, the, the one guy, he had been in prison, but well, back then that really, did, I guess, didn't make that much difference. Alvord, yeah. Yeah. Styles um, helped Alvord with several uh, train robberies. Yeah, well, I've got the story. But here. Styles went on to be a deputy in uh, Nevada yeah. and was killed on active duty and is on the memorial in Washington D.C. Yeah, yeah, of the of officers. Officers died in the line of duty. 
So uh, Stiles was there, and but uh, again, he was only there for the specific reason of going into Mexico with Mossman to help bring back uh, Augustine Chacon, yeah. who was a bad guy. But Chacon was also uh, a sheriff of the, a Mexican city down there. <laughs> That's so, the way it worked, yeah. And a back and forth. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. We are talking with uh, Ranger, uh, Arizona Ranger Sergeant Steve Utter. He's also the historian for the Tucson Company of Arizona Rangers. And uh, this is Emil France. He's the Voices of the West. Todd Roberts is in Los Angeles. Bunker to France is here. And I'm Harry Alexander. And we're going to be back with much more right after these very, very important messages. Do not, I repeat, do not. When looking for a property management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. The Paul Ash Management Company meets and exceeds those considerations. They've been in business in Tucson, Arizona since the 1960s. They manage all types of properties throughout Arizona and elsewhere, from residential to commercial to public sector properties. The Paul Ash Management Company also dedicates its time and resources to numerous community projects, including help funding the drive for the USS Arizona Memorial at the University of Arizona. You also want a property management company that puts you, the customer, for First, contact the Paul Ash Management Company today at paulashmanagement.com and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Paul Ash Management Company, property managers you can trust. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. Tucson Traffic Skeet invites you to bring the family out this summer. We have a clubhouse and a restaurant for you to enjoy. Our summer hours are Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday from 7.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. We're located at 7800 West Old Ajo highway call 883-6426 hello podcast listeners i'm tom the host of the movie zealots podcast and i'm inviting you to give the movie zealots podcast a listen every episode my co-hosts and i review the latest box office releases but there's more than simply just that we also play games like the Alexa quote of the show and may the odds be ever in your favor and have a from the cutting room floor segment that is an open forum to discuss anything from our thoughts of a Netflix TV series to our experiences with movie subscriptions such as the AMC Stubs or MoviePass. So, after finishing this podcast, please give the Movie Zealots podcast a listen. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Simply search Movie Zealots. Until then, that's a wrap. 26 men, carefully chosen for their courage and ability, formed the Arizona Rangers. Fame and public acclaim was not their objective. This is perhaps why the story of these 26 men has never been told until now. This is the Voices of the West. We are back on Emil Franzi's The Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France. And Todd Roberts, our guest is uh, Arizona Rangers Sergeant Steve Utter. And uh, when we play the theme to the High Chaparral, I have to do that because this guy was in 52 or 3 or 4 episodes of uh, High Chaparral. And so he walks if I don't play it. So That's right. That's well, why I left. <laughs> Congratulations. Intimidate him. Oh, yeah. Sergeant, I have to ask you... Um, the famous picture of the long line, it's a its a real wide shot of all the rangers. Yes, sir. There's kind of a stone wall off to the left behind them that's kind of rounded off. Right. Where was that photo taken? Morenci. Forenci. Morenci. M-O-R-E-N-C-I. Morenci. Yeah, it's up uh, just uh, about northeast of Phoenix a little bit, east and north of Phoenix, near Globe. And way uh, over by the border, yeah, it was one of the largest open pit mines at one time, wasn't it? At one time, yeah. That my brother worked the mines in uh, Marencian Globe, 
This is a little is bit that, of a picture. Yeah, I was looking at that. That's a great is, is it still there, that wall that, that where the background is? I'm going to say probably is. I okay. think they had a, a in the fifties, or they had the Rangers go over there and they took another picture with them lined up out there like the, oh, cool. like the Rangers, uh, the originals. But uh, so after the the Rangers were uh, disbanded uh, in nineteen seven, uh, uh, was it by territorial nineteen oh nine nineteen oh nine February fifteenth, the saddest day in the history. Yes. Uh, yes. So. Why was that? Why, why did that happen? Why were they disbanded? Well, uh, there was a lot of political uh, yeah, to do about that. Yeah, a change of governors, that. too, didn't There it? was a change of governors. Uh, the, the governor supported the rangers, yeah. but uh, the sheriffs and uh, other law enforcement in the state had a lot of influence, knew a lot of people, and did not like the rangers because the rangers could swoop in, grab somebody up, Get, the, get any reward that, that was mm-hmm. for them and then turn them over to anybody to, t- to process them. And so that got a lot of, because a lot of sheriffs, had, that they supplemented their income. Jealousy there and a mm-hmm. little yeah. media of the day probably would play it up. Oh, yeah. They, and, the, and some, most of the people liked us, the ones we were helping. There was a lot of uh, problem because we didn't have that much influence in the top part of the state yeah. because being in Douglas, Bisbee, and Naco as our headquarters... That pushes us further and further south because that's where all the problems. And that's where the problem were. was, yeah. For the most but uh, they tried to to do a lot more of the um, anti-rustling up in the north. Yeah. But uh, you still you built up a lot of dis dislike for us. <laughs> that's too bad. Yeah, you know I've got a couple of paragraphs here I want to read. This is dealing with Teddy Roosevelt and just what you were talking about. Let me see here. Over the decades, confusion has reigned over a group of nine former Rough Riders who joined the Arizona Raiders. They weren't employed by either the Department of the Interior or the U.S. Army. They were troubleshooters for Roosevelt in Arizona. These men drifted around like a Secret Service outfit within the Rangers, ferreting out information about illegal mining in the Kaibab National Forest about vandals at Montezuma Castle near Sedona. The Arizona Rangers were known to have direct access to Roosevelt through Governor Brody, and they were determined to quash illegal activities in the territory. Operating with little publicity, tough as nails, they brought a conservationist estus to Arizona because Roosevelt wanted them to. Some of these men were the ones who had given Roosevelt's Remington's bronzo, bronze, bronco buster as a departing gift. And it just goes, oh, TR declared the Grand Canyon a national monument, and it was great for him to have the Arizona Rangers, not to be confused with the Park Rangers, on his side. <laughs> I, I hadn't heard that. That's good. I like that. You know, uh, Reining, uh, Reining was uh, a rough rider. Yeah, and he was yes. he was specifically a uh, put in there because of Roosevelt. He had yeah. the ties to Roosevelt. You know, you talk about the. He's like Bullock with the Park Service. Not, not you know, comparing and uh, not to be compared or confused with a park ranger. And uh, I used to be a park ranger, so I mean, I did not have enfor- I didn't have not have law enforcement power powers, uh, but that because they took that away from us and gave it to the the police section of the park service mm-hmm. you know so uh at one time park rangers did have all, all kinds of authority mm-hmm. like that but under roosevelt that that's what he established yeah him for. but far and few now i know i think the arizona ranger uh, the arizona park rangers are still um they have to be certified law enforcement i think i'm not oh they have powers of arrest so I, they would have to if they have powers of arrest then they'd have Probably to be only on the federal property though. But uh, only on their property, on state property. Yeah. But a a, uh, a a state police officer who is employed by the Department of Natural Resources in that state has the power all throughout the state, of course, mm-hmm. um, just well, as, as you might. A lot of the rangers, uh, Mossman's rangers, the first year, the, everyone who was hired in 1901, they were all operating secretly. They did not carry their badge openly, and they would go in and swoop in, like mm-hmm. sneak up on the guys, 
come into their campsite and then show their badges. Have once a they, cup of coffee with once, them. Once they had everybody under control, they would uh, show their badges and say, you're coming with us. So. Well, what can you tell us about Frank Othel Ford? He was a uh, okay. Oh, Frank Ford? Yeah, yeah. he was uh, a ranger for about uh, a couple months. Yeah, a long career. Uh, no, yeah. Um, yeah, he was hired by Wheeler. Yeah, and uh, he was a stenographer. He was listed as a stenographer before he came on. He worked at the headquarters in Naco. He was signed up April 15th, 1907, and discharged August 1st, 1907. <laughs> no, but he did go on and uh, be a, he was a movie star after that. Really? Yes. Uh, well, have to look into, I'm going to have to look into him. Frank A. Westerns, I hope. Well, uh, there's his list of movies. There was only seven of them. But um, he doesn't have the usual tough look of a ranger. You know? uh, well, a stenographer, what can you expect? You know, I don't know. Probably bad penmanship got him laid off. <laughs> uh, he, was, he was not there very long. It was hard work, <clears throat> and uh, he went off to do other things. So the exploits of the Arizona Rangers of yesterday were uh, quelling mining disturbances, cattle rustling, what train else? robberies, train robberies, uh, stagecoach robberies, forgery, uh, smuggling, bringing things across the border. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the uh, that was later on, that was when Rining was uh, Cochise County Sheriff. Uh, he dealt a lot with the uh, alcohol mm-hmm. prohibition. Oh, prohibition, yeah. yeah. And Arizona had prohibition earlier than some of the other. Yeah, before statehood, I think. Well, they had a lot of problems in both Douglas Bisbee with drinking. Gulch. Imagine that. Yeah. Gulch. Imagine well, that. What is it? Uh, <laughs> Jeff Kidder, ranger, not ranger at the time, but he had that shootout that got him killed down in Mexico. Um, I know. Yeah, I, I know that uh, he, I was trying to think about, he had just come back to Naco to be sworn in. He was waiting again. for a change. And he went over, the. it's supposed that he went over to contact uh, one of his CI, uh, CIs, yeah. confidential informant, mm. and uh, the Mexican police ambushed him. Yeah. And, that was quite a little shootout. Yeah. He was shot twice. Uh, he killed one guy and wounded another. Yeah, he the two officers that tried to arrest him. Yeah. And then some more reinforcements. And about eight of eight more beat him up badly and then threw him in the jail. And then uh, when Wheeler finally got... Was it Wheeler? Yeah, Wheeler yeah. finally got there. He went down and got him out and brought him back across. But that time he was... He probably would not have survived the shooting anyway. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Well, you know, Wheeler's interesting because, to my knowledge, he was the only captain that served in every rank. Yes, he was. That's kind of neat. Came up from the bottom, did he? Yeah, he's a Mustanger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was an article about <laughs> Kidder's dog. We'll blame it on the dog. <laughs> yeah, the dog ate it. <laughs> but uh, we, uh, Kidder was out wandering around and found this dog fitting the size of your hand. He hmm. saw it sitting beside a boulder. He picked it up, put it in his shirt, and brought it back. And the dog stayed with him all the way up until he, when he was killed. Wow. The dog was named Jip. Some, a lot of people didn't know that. But um, hmm. when they, they said that when he uh, was shot and was lying there, the dog tried to protect him. Mm-hmm. And so one of the, the Mexican uh, the police kicked the dog off finally, and, and they dragged Kidder away. Hmm. But uh, the dog was uh, irreconcilable about uh, Kidder. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> and uh, wanted to be there at the funeral. And mm. when they shipped Kidder's body off, uh, they tried to make Jip sort of the mascot. But he didn't want any of that. Mm. And they finally ended up sending him on a train uh, to uh, Kidder's mother in uh, San Jacinto, California. In California. But, uh, and, and he stayed there until he was bitten by a rattlesnake and died. Wow. Well, that's right out of a Disney movie, I know isn't it? No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that is so cool. Fascinating stuff. We're talking about the Arizona Rangers. They never get the stuff the Texas Rangers get. Yeah. 
Well, uh, oh, that's an interesting thing. Okay. Uh, the the picture of the uh, the people at Renzi yeah. was published by the Winchester rifle people, and it was titled as being uh, the Texas Rangers. <laughs> and someone saw that and said, no, those are the Arizona Rangers. And they published a pamphlet mm. as a sort of a, I'm sorry, yeah. to us, detailing all the uh, the, uh, the exploits of the Arizona Rangers. Well, that'd be a pleasure to have. Because yeah. they were, they were, yeah, well, it's at the Arizona, University of Arizona Special Collections. Oh. They have it there. Two books that I was uh, reading yesterday. One had the incorrect date of statehood uh, for Arizona. Um, they got the year right, but they got the month wrong. Uh, uh, no, they got the, the month right. They said February 5 of 1912. February 12, or 14 rather. And uh, then the incorrect information about the establishment of Cochise County, suggesting that there was no Cochise County until statehood. Which is incorrect, because that was formed 1881. Wheeler, uh, no, was it? Uh, it during the era of, of the O.K. Corral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. That was part of the problem. Well, after the Rangers, uh, Wheeler went on to be the sheriff of Cochise County. So, All right, we're going to do our final break here. Our guest is uh, Arizona Ranger Sergeant um, Steve Utter, and uh, Todd Roberts is in Los Angeles. Bunker DeFrance is here. And I'm Harry Alexander, and we're going to be right back after these important messages. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west, where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. Hi, this is Craig Morgan with a special message for all those who have served in the U.S. Army. The National Museum of the United States Army, to be built at Fort Belvoir, Virginia, will include the Soldier's Registry, an electronic record of Americans who have worn the Army uniform, recognizing their service. I've already added my story to the registry. I hope you'll add yours. To learn more and to make your story a permanent part of the National Army Museum, visit armyhistory.org. Read classic Western comics anytime at voicesofthewest.net. We're back on Amo Franzi's Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Bunker to France. Todd Roberts, and our guest is uh, Arizona Ranger Sergeant Steve oh, Utter. What was and that music? It's music, it's just some kick-ass, kick-ass music, that's all it is. It's weird. It, it's, it's good. Kick-ass weird. It's good music. <laughs> it's good music. It's weird. Yeah, well, you call, it, you call it what you want. I'll call it weird, dude. Okay. Um, let's talk about the Rangers being portrayed in the media, and uh, obviously the, uh, the 26 Men show... <clears throat> Um, yeah, pretty accurate. 
Somewhat. Somewhat. I mean, you know, you, I know, you it's can't Hollywood. go back and, and do the real stuff. Yeah. But a lot of the, uh, some of the re- living rangers at the time were also extras on that show. Wow. I really? bet that was fun. Yeah, no I bet. <laughs> they go, hey, you didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Well, let's, we were started to talk about the badges. And maybe you could, you know, the fact that there was a, just a, the exact number of badges. When somebody retired, expired, uh, got killed, that badge was recycled, and the mm-hmm. guy that replaced him got it. Right. The favorite badge, for some reason, was number 13. <laughs> the, I, I guess maybe because of the 13 original Rangers. Mm. Yeah. But uh, that was a that was considered a lucky badge, yeah. and so they would uh, they would vie for that one when someone was uh, got the badge and then was replaced. They would all, all go to want to wanted to be have that badge. I always wondered when they were disbanded if the guys that were Rangers at the time got to keep the badges or whatever happened to them. The captains did, yeah. but um, Wheeler's was lost in a house fire. Huh. It, uh, with all of his papers, and yeah, uh, it, uh, they had a house in Tombstone that burned, and all of his papers and everything were were lost in that fire, and the badge. One of the other uh, media presentations about Arizona Rangers is a movie called Arizona Raiders, um, uh, Audie Murphy, mm-hmm. and uh, this guy was in it too. Um, accuracy on that? Uh, again, I know it's Hollywood. I uh, that was seen not that? very accurate. I, I couldn't say I've not seen the movie. Um, well, they had they had Buster Crab portraying the captain, and he stops a prison wagon that's got Audie Murphy and Ben Cooper, as there are a couple of prisoners who were, had been Quantel Raiders, mm-hmm. and the premise of the show was that the old Quantel gang had come to Arizona and was picking up their old trade. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it was it was pure Hollywood. Well, Hollywood can do anything. Well, of yeah. course. And they frequently do. They've never told a true story. Another movie called The Arizona Ranger, 1948, uh, stars Tim Holt, Jack Holt. Um, I haven't seen this one, so I can't comment on it. Well, I can, tell you, I can tell you that it was shot at the Uragi Ranch and out at, Lo- out at uh, Lone Pine. Well, I, I fully intend to watch it tonight. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll get a review next week. <laughs> Saturday night's a saddle-up night at my house. <laughs> I'm going to have to What were you going to say, uh, Todd? Sergeant B. Thank you, Bunker. Um, you know, the, the Texas Rangers, they say, you know, one riot, one ranger. What was the saying for the Arizona Rangers, the, the equivalent of that? I, I have not come across any saying. Any any riot anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so so the Rangers, the Texas Rangers operated in companies. There was, uh, I think, about 100 of them in a company. I, I think 99? 107 altogether. 107, is that what it is? Well, our, that's our the Rangers, number I've got. I don't well, that's our Rangers, 107 yeah. of our Rangers. Yeah. And I don't know how accurate even that's not accurate because yeah. uh, three, at least three of them, um, Styles and Heflin, for instance, were rangers, but only for specifically snitching and helping yeah. with the uh, capture of somebody else. So Today's Arizona Rangers, uh, uh, in Texas, the rangers still exist. They're under the uh, Department of Public Safety in that state. Mm-hmm. The Arizona Rangers uh, for today are, you are a law enforcement agency. We are. We're okay. authorized to carry weapons. We qualify. You're a support train. agency. Yeah, we're a support agency, though. We we have to work under the uh, the color of whoever's law that we're working with. And you do a lot of stuff in the state, uh, throughout the state. Um, well, uh, we work with the uh, Tucson Police Department. We help with uh, Marana. Uh, we we often do the work on the Tour de Tucson. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work extensively with South Tucson because of their budgetary constraints. Uh, we put someone on the road with them um, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. Yeah. Uh, so they're riding. They're not riding alone because there's usually only two officers down there on duty. Yeah. Wow. So they go. An officer and a ranger goes with them. And you also do a lot of um, security type of things. Uh, I remember. One of the Empire Ranch roundups, right. we had uh, the Arizona Rangers providing yeah. security for us. I want to thank you for the Rangers because I've been involved with the Empire Ranch, and I was also involved with the uh, Cowboy Symposium that we did down there. 
And to be honest, I don't know that we could have put them on as well as we did because we had you guys down there. They were very supportive, very helpful. And, and out of the way. Just, just having them there <laughs> is, is a presence that, you yeah. know, because when you're, and you're out at the county fair or whatever, it, it's a great time to drink beer, you know. Right. And if you don't have an authority figure there, it can get out of hand. We, we also help with some of the, uh, in, the incidents, I would call them, up in, uh, like, uh, Queen Creek. Yeah. With the, the, the big country western stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, the big concerts? Uh, yeah. yeah, and I personally spend a lot of time down at uh, South Tucson City Court where we provide yeah. the security for the court. You guys do like bailiff stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, we they call us court security because they should, they have a bailiff. Yeah. But uh, we take care of anything that uh, you know. If someone needs to be cuffed up and, and, and put down in the box for yeah. a while for a you know timeout. Cool. <laughs> yeah. We do so that. what do you? I want to become an Arizona Ranger. What do I do? Um, well, right now it's kind of difficult because we're in the middle of this COVID nineteen. Right. But. Uh, Talk to me, and I'll tell you. You come down to our meetings. You you, uh, you get the paperwork. You pass the, the the background checks, and you can become a ranger too. Mm-hmm. Even uh, one who is uh, uh, moderate, uh, somewhat disabled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we can help you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's what's interesting. I've got, the, I've got the concealed carry permit. That's well, what you need know, first. One of the things so, I think is interesting is that you guys the training because you guys have very extensive training, and you also, it's ongoing. It's ongoing. It's every every month we have at least three hours, of, or two or three hours, I'd say, Continuing. of training. Uh, we work, uh, we get training from the railroad. Uh, we work with uh, the Southern Union Pacific. Uh, we helped guard the train when they came through with the presidential train. So we were up there overnight, yeah. walking around making sure someone wasn't tagging the outside of the train because it's sitting in the train yard. Right there along uh, Aviation Parkway. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. Well, Todd, you were about to ask something. Well, thank you, Bunker. Uh, uh, Sergeant, uh, I being a Californian, otherwise known as a prune picker by Bunker and Harry. <laughs> you uh, are. Am I, uh, uh, well, thank, thank you, uh, Cactus Flap. Uh, <laughs> am, I, am I allowed to join? Uh, how, can I, you, how, can I, how can I come out and play with you guys? <laughs> You can join us any, uh, well, the first and uh, third Mondays at uh, Hardesty Station is where we do our monthly meetings. Right now we're doing them all electronically because of uh, the the pandemic. But uh, you come on down, and uh, I think you probably have to be a resident of Arizona. And you have to wear knickers. (laughs) Yeah, only if you're from California. That's 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 why I said that. The California requirement. No, knickers. Knickers for the prune picker. Knickers uh, for the picker. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I, I still need my T-shirt and uh, my baseball cap and my and your copy, your book signed. Okay, when when as soon as I get it published, I I'll get it to you for about fifty, sixty bucks. How's that? Does that there sound good? Go. That's Make, a good. Make it a hundred. <laughs> I I insist on paying for books. Such a deal. You know, well, T-shirts for everybody, right? Yeah. Well, this this will tell you who each one of them was. And uh, gives a little background on them. When's your book coming out? Uh, in about six months. I'm just getting the money together for it because I got to pay for it myself. You know, I tried to go down to the U of A, mm-hmm. but the the process is so complicated. Yeah, they wanted the, me to do a resume, oh, one of those for for um, like I was a college student. Yeah, right. And I'm like, really? What? <laughs> you know, the Western Writers of America, they. They say that the university process, Press. if you've got a book coming out, hopefully it's not a topical book because it may be out of, you know, the topic may be out of print. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I went down there and I talked to them and uh, they were kind of like, oh, all right, thank you. <laughs> and I, so I, I went off and found a guy who will publish it for me and uh, I got to pay him. Yeah. Well, and it, it's not like I'm going to make any money back. Well, from right, it. right. It's a very. Narrow, narrow mm-hmm. focus. The, the, the nice thing, though, is you can go on to Amazon and the other because they will handle self-published yeah. books, and, yeah. and that's what I intend to do afterwards. Yeah. Once yeah. I get once I get it in published form, I'm going to also I can also sell it as an ebook. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Let me ask you. I, I have a suggestion. Is oh, we're about to wrap it up. Yeah. 
You guys should adapt Big Iron by Marty Robbins as your theme song. Oh, yeah, that is our theme song. Oh, great. And that's why I was so hurt you didn't play it. Well, I, you I, didn't, I, I, if I had known fault. that. Wait, I, wait, you could see the tears? I know. Uh, yeah. Look, look if close. I, if I had yeah. known that, I would have played it. It's, it's dried up now. I'm just leaving a slight crust of salt around my eye. Okay. Well, yeah, don't well, rub it. You'll touch your eyeballs. Sergeant. <laughs> Keep that salt at, 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 at a close, to, uh, within uh, striking distance, <laughs> because we're going to be drinking plenty of tequila when I come down to there see you. There you go. Hallelujah, brother. All right. Yeah. That's... Uh, and, and I'm going to lie more than I've, I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I've, never, I've that... never lied for one second in the whole existence of the universe. Right. And neither Harry and I either. We, right. we, we're sw- we took an oath of honesty. Yeah, Don't lie to you when steal. we did the show. Yeah, that, three, that... And the three of you have obviously never met a woman. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, that That's all the time we've got today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this has been fun. Steve, Mr. thank Ryder. you so much for being with thank us. Thank you for, for having me. I appreciate Come it. back in any time. I will. Yeah, with the book. With your book, yeah, especially we'll, when okay. your book gets published. When I get it published, I'll bring it back. And, and, um, Todd, thank you. Thank you, and good luck, Sergeant. Thank, thank you. you, sir. All right, and that's going to do it for this edition of right. Amel Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts. Next week, we're going to, uh, well, we're going to... Bird, Bird. Bird, Bird. This is going to be a fun, fun show because this guy's a real McCoy cowboy, uh, local, a lot of history, great story. It was all about Bird, Bird. So that's next week on Abel Franzi's Voices of the West. So until then... 78, 79, 80. So long. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West.